0: Movements need money, but I think most importantly, they need followers. They need people that believe in it. That comes even before money. Luckily, my investors gave me $65 million. So my primary goal right now is to connect with people that want to be involved.
1: Listen, too many successful business owners spend most of our waking hours working in our businesses in order to keep the money flowing and protect everything we put in our one basket. We're making great money, but we still yearn for that truly passive, earn while you sleep income we desired when we first went down the entrepreneurial journey. We could put it back into our businesses, but then the cycle seems to continue. Our goal really should be to have multiple income streams that don't rely on our daily involvement. The problem is we don't know where to put it or who to trust. This show focuses on ways business owners and professionals can put their hard-earned profits to work so that your investments help reduce your tax bill and produce truly passive income today that you can enjoy. We're going to discuss business, tax strategies, entrepreneurial journeys, and investing in assets that make sense to business owners, all while not giving up control to Wall Street or a financial advisor. I'm Brian O'Neill, and welcome to the Harder Working Money podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Harder Working Money podcast. So I have a little different episode for you today. So a few weeks ago, I was able to be a co-host on the Adventures Investment Summit, where we got 40 investors and real estate operators together for a mastermind for four days listening to some expert speakers. And one of those speakers was a guy named Neil Bawa. If you don't know who Neil Bawa is, he's the self-declared mad scientist multifamily. And his background is in data science. So he came from the tech world, and he brings that data analytics mindset to the real estate world in the way he searches for properties, underwrites things, and generally runs his entire company. So his current project is called the 10K Project where he's gonna be building 10,000 single family homes and turning them into rentals. So he sat down with one of the other co-hosts of the Ventures Investment Summit, Paul Montalongo, and did an interview about this project. So I wanted to bring it to you. So check out this interview that Paul did on the show with Neil Bawa.
2: So I'm here with Neil Bawa, and Neil Bawa is affectionately known as the mad scientist of the multifamily world. <laughs> And I hear you got that name given to you, handed to you by someone else, and you've adopted it. And I'm going to say legitimately, okay? It yeah. works. So first of all, you know, on behalf of our mastermind and you coming here to, to Scottsdale and presenting to our mastermind and investors that are in a part of our group, we really appreciate that. And I guess the thing that I took away from your, a number of things, but the thing that I really took away was like how you love to evaluate the market you back it up with data, you back it up with your analytics, and this helps you make solid investments in the market in a variety of spaces, we noticed, and and, and how this also positively affects your investors, which for all of us, that's key. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I came away with that was most impressive that I want to spend a couple of minutes with you is your 10K, your mission 10K project. Mm-hmm. So I'd like for you to just tell tell the audience like what is your mission 10K and where did you how did you come up with this? I realized that
0: this was a phenomenal mission to have because I realized that there is a horrible horrible tragedy playing out in America that no one talks about. So we talk about the extraordinary impact that COVID has had on this country, but there was a byproduct of that. Right so you know we've all heard about inflation and what it what it did to the marketplace we've heard about ridiculous increases in home prices what we haven't heard about is that 18 million middle class american families can no longer have any chance of buying a starter home 18 million american families the wealth of america is based on home ownership 66% of americans live in a home that they own the chances that that number will stay at 66% over the next decade is zero, just zero, not low, but zero because of what happened with COVID. Today, in late 2023, a starter home in the United States requires an 88% higher income than it did three years ago. And incomes have only grown by 12 to 14%, depending on, on where you are. That means that that gap is so massive that the chances that these 18 million families will ever bridge that gap is extraordinarily low. And this is a huge tragedy because when I look at Europe, the one area in which America excelled was our ability to offer home ownership to Americans. And so this is a massive tragedy that I don't hear anyone talking about. And I became obsessed with the idea of saying, we need to find solutions for this. What is the next best thing to home ownership? It certainly is not apartments. And that's how I came up with the idea of Mission 10K.
2: That's fabulous. I, I noted that you based this mission or your development of this mission on the data and on the science. You can talk about that. But like, really, what is the impetus here? Like, what is, like, why would you want to do this anyway? Let's set, let's set money aside because you obviously can figure out how to make money. That's not the issue. But why would you... Why would you pick such a, first of all, such a huge project, and what impact do you think it will have on this career and humanity at large?
0: So Mission 10K is a mission to build 10,000 townhomes, brand new townhomes for rental in certain unique markets in the United States, right? And these are fast-growing tertiary markets in the U.S. that you don't hear much about. So that's the mission. And it's a very, very large mission because today with construction costs going up, 10,000 townhomes is a a massive mission. But I think it's still a drop in the bucket. The United States needs 4.7 million homes. 10,000 is still only, I don't know, 0.2%. So my hope is that mission 10K is a precursor. I want somebody in Goldman Sachs, I want somebody in, in a large company like BlackRock to say, there was this guy named Neil Bawa and he built 10,000 townhomes and these are all the benefits that came out of it. Let's go raise $100 billion and raise and make a million townhomes. So my goal is to be that spark that leads to us filling this shortage. I know the apartment owners are doing a great job and I've built thousands of units of apartments and I love the fact that I added stock to the company's country's housing. But what I noticed is, Paul, my apartment tenants don't want to live in my apartments. They live there because they have no choice, right? People want to live in homes, they want to own their own homes. Now, I can't change the fact that home ownership in America has been destroyed by what happened in the last three years. So I can offer the next best option. And I realized that the next best option from owning a home was renting a new townhome. People don't also want to live in some 75, 80 year old home that that doesn't look nice. So what I found was that if people live in townhomes that are brand new, they think of it as their home. That grief that they have of missing out on the American dream goes away and they start thinking of it as home ownership. They have a little backyard, a front yard. They can now have pets. They have no one living above and below them. And that concept of living in new rental townhomes is very close to the American dream. So I think of it as a replacement American dream. The challenge is that in most parts of the United States, the cost to build these rental townhomes is so high that these very same 18 million American families cannot afford that, those rents. So what I had to do, and that's where the data comes in, right? I'm a data scientist. So I profiled all the 323 metros in the United States. And I said, what are the things that could lead to simultaneously high growth and high income, so people had the incomes to to pay the rent, and then low construction costs and other things connected to that. And so as I went through hundreds of different factors, I found that five factors affected affordability the most. Remember, we're not talking about affordable, Uh, housing. Affordable housing is a very tiny tiny unit in an old apartment building. We're talking about living the American dream, living in a three-bedroom house that's brand new and has, you know, smart appliances and smart thermostats, but having the rental capability to pay for it without being extremely rent burdened, right? And it came down to the fact that there were basically five things that were driving that. Number one, cheap land. Number two, is low property taxes, because property taxes affect our ability as developers to make these properties profitably. Number three is low insurance. Number four is cities that are very friendly to new development and don't consider townhomes to be inferior to single-family homes. And number five is a combination of different factors that I'll just call construction costs. Permitting costs go in there as well. These five, I profiled all 323 metros in the United States and assigned rankings to them. Once I assigned rankings, I then found metros that had the magical mix of high enough incomes to afford townhomes, not some you know affordable housing units, but uh, low enough construction cost so that people could look, live amazing lives and pay maybe 20 or 25% of their income in rent and live in a brand new townhome which became their American dream. And roughly at this point I found seven metros in the United States that have has that eclectic
2: mix of parameters. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. So like structure wise. Okay. So we went data mission. Let's go back to the little bit of data. Structure wise. Yes. Ten thousand homes, a hundred cities. What's the cost of such a project? What's the capital needed? What's the time frame? And then, like, how do you plan to pull this off money-wise?
1: Okay, I just have to jump in here real quick. I hope you're loving this episode as much as I am. This show is sponsored by my company, Passive Capital Partners. If you agree with the advice and philosophies we discussed in the show and want to go deeper, visit business2wealth.com and sign up with us and receive monthly advice and investment opportunities that are specifically tailored for business owners and professionals. Also, to get all my content to stay up to date, make sure to follow me on social media at Brian O'Neill Investor. And finally, follow and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Okay, back to the episode. I've
0: been very lucky in that I have a core set of investors. So I have 1,000 investors and they've, I've raised about 293 million from them. Of the 293 million, at this point, about $65 million was raised as seed money for Mission 10K. That sounds like a lot of money but to build, and I'm gonna build exactly 10,000 townhomes, I'm not gonna stop at 5,000, I'm not gonna stop at 1,000. A mission is a mission. You go until you finish. And hopefully at that point, it becomes mission 100K. Maybe I'm not even involved in that. Maybe I don't need to be involved in that, right? If I can just spark it, then I've been successful. So for 10,000 of these, I need $800 million of equity because it's gonna cost me $2.3 billion to build 10,000 of these. If it was 80 million, I'd almost be there because I have $65 million in the bank. So that $65 million is is the start of that $800 million raise, right? And so it's maybe about 8%. So what I decided to do, and I told my investors that, and they're okay with it, is that instead of using that $65 million to build, let's say, a dozen communities, which I certainly can using that money, I am taking that $65 million and simultaneously, Working on 40 projects, which are 100 units each on average, 4,000 units using that $65 million to get them to the point where the risk is squeezed out. A lot of very smart people prefer to buy existing buildings rather than working on new construction because there's significant risk, very significant risk associated with new construction right? And what happens is even developers that are pretty prolific look at it on a project-by-project basis. They don't look at it as a vision. But I've been able to convince my investors that I'll basically use that money as the foundation, get to the point where the risk is squeezed out. In our world, that's called shovel-ready with a construction loan. And then, and only then, bring in third-party investors. And my mission is to find people like you and others that can influence, that know that there are institutional partners who they when they hear this story and they understand the mathematics behind it, simultaneously they realize that this is an extremely profitable thing to do, right? Because of the unusual nature of these cities. And they realize that this is true profit with a purpose. We are actually increasing stock and in making people happy rather than forcing them into apartments that they don't want to live in. And so my goal is to use the $65 million to build that foundation and to also find ways to promote until I get to that critical mass where more and more people are joining the mission, and we get to ten thousand, hopefully, we blow through
2: it. Well, I, I can tell you just from our mastermind group, the prevailing question was, "How do we help? How do we get involved?" <laughs> so I think you are—you have a lot of momentum on this already, and and I just think it'll continue to grow. You know, the other thing that I really was impressed with was—it seemed to me like there was a little bit even deeper reason for all of this? Yes. And uh, I I was attracted to that. Why don't you share what, what that is?
0: You know, I've bought a lot of buildings, thousands of units, and I've built a lot of buildings, thousands of units. And there's a satisfaction that comes with all of those, especially if you're making money for investors. You get better at it over time. I've, you know, lost money for investors in my past when I was new. So to me, what became important was get better over time and get to the point where there was more surety of profit. And so there's satisfaction that came with that. But I'm an immigrant. I came to this country with nothing in my pocket. And this country has given me an astonishing amount of gifts. It's just a blessing to live in the United States. People who come from the outside know how great a place this is. With its political dysfunction, this is by far the best place in the world to live in. I wanted to give back, and I realized that those apartments that I was building were so fancy and had infinity pools and and gyms that the people that were living there were renters by choice. In our trade, they're called RB, uh, RBCs. And I realized... I didn't want to serve renters by choice. These are the people that make $100,000, have a tech job, and they jump from Austin to San Francisco Bay Area to Nashville every year for technology jobs. And it's fine to serve them, but I actually wanted to serve the middle-class people of America. And my apartments were too expensive for that. So I became obsessed with the idea, the concept of how do I get to what they want, which is a single-family home to live in, they want to be living in an apartment, And I do it in a way that's also the most profitable thing that I can ever do, right? And the answer is, it works, it's limited, it works in six metros out of 333, but so what? Most developers are happy to set a target of 500 units. Hmm. I'm setting a target of 10,000 that's achievable because of the mathematics of these five or six eclectic metros, where all the math works. I can simultaneously get a brand new townhome that people can live in, and keep rents under $1,800. That's the shocking part. Because, you know, saying I will build townhomes is not actually very impressive to me. It's not very interesting. I want us to be able to say something specific. I'm a data scientist. I want to say, I want to build 10,000 townhomes where the people living in these townhomes have incomes of 60 to 80,000, middle-class America, and their rent is never more than $21,000 a year or $1,700 a month because now they're not rent burdened, because almost all the tenants in America are rent burdened, and that is a true tragedy. The American middle class is no longer able to afford the things that they were able to afford in the 60s and 70s and even 80s, because all their disposable income is going into rent. And I don't think that people talk about this, because it happens so slowly over years that we just accept the fact that we are not able to do the things that we were able to do before. But why should we accept that? This is the greatest country in the world. And I think that there's a way, and I think Mission 10K is a spark to start this intermediate process where people still live in homes, have pets, have backyards, have front yards, but they're paying $1,700 $1, in, in, in terms of 2023 rents. I'm sure that number going to go up over, over the years.
2: You know, that's impressive. I, I just, no great thing has ever happened without a great vision. And You have a great vision, so I think it'll make an impact. If someone wants to help either by promotion, by investment, by making some kinds of connections for you, what would be most valuable to you and what would you want to see from that?
0: That's the crux of this. I'm at the point where this has to develop into a movement. Movements need money, but I think most importantly, they need followers. They need people that believe in it. That comes even before money. Luckily, my investors gave me $65 million. So my primary goal right now is to connect with people that want to be involved. So when you go to mission10k.com, that's mission followed by the numbers 10k.com, you'll notice that the form doesn't just say invest with us, right? It says join the mission. And there's a bunch of checkboxes there that have nothing to do with money. We believe at this point, we need people to become part of the mission in some way. There's so many different, Roles that people can play. The biggest part of it right now is telling the story of Mission 10K. And what I believe will happen is because Mission 10K is so unique, and I can honestly say it's unique because I've done eight different real estate asset classes and I've never done anything this sticky or anything that feels this right. And people fundamentally want to do things that are right. So I think the way people help with Mission 10K is, is not necessarily in raising a million dollars from 10 investors, but spreading the word, which I think eventually leads to much larger investors. There's people that would easily put $10 or $100 million into Mission 10K that wouldn't put 10 or $100 million into a regular apartment building, right? They might put $500,000 or $250,000, but there are people who fundamentally want to find the A highly profitable venture, and Mission 10K, by the way, is more profitable than anything I've ever done. And this is all validated because it's not an idea or a concept. There are Mission 10K properties right now that anyone listening to this is welcome to audit. You'll be blown away by how much money we make, right? Because of the math of these unique cities. So, and by the way, people are like, so then why don't we just copy you, right? Why why don't we just, you, you publish these cities. Obviously, we know where your properties are. Feel free to copy, Because you're then helping my mission of building 10,000. The only thing that'll happen is, then I will count your 500 units as part of my (laughs) 10,000. Right? So you're helping me in that mission, right? My goal is to get there. Bottom line is, this is so different, so sticky, so unique, that I think that people who raise equity for a living, I guarantee it, I've already seen this, that when you spread this as a message rather than as an a investment opportunity you will form your own sub community of mission 10k you'll raise more money than you've ever dreamed of raising
2: i would agree with you it's the you want enthusiastic followers yes of the mission yeah. yes
0: yeah so it, to me i think both money money and mission go together and that's why that's what makes this so powerful yeah.
2: so mission10k.com we'll put that in the, in the comments and in the links uh, with this recording. And again, thank you for for coming out. I think I can speak for our community, and that is we like your, your mission, we like your vision, and anything we can do to help that out, you just let us know. Sounds good. Well,
0: go to mission10k.com and click join mission the
2: mission. 10 K, mission 10K is the place to start. Sounds good. <laughs> thank you, Neil. Thank you.